With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? <sighs> Ooh, a book club. <sighs> Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, <sighs> oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome into our Wednesday podcast here on Mason Brew. This one's a special edition, seeing as Michigan basketball opened the Juwan Howard era on Tuesday night. So we are here on a Wednesday to kind of recap the things that we saw, um, the good, the bad, the, uh, quite frankly, a bit ugly that came out of that first effort. Again, a little scheduling note, Future Brew, which is normally our Wednesday show, will be on Thursday and the out-of-the-blue guys will be here Friday to close out a Michigan football bye week. But let's talk basketball here. Um, you know, we're going to do these post-game shows uh, moving forward, and usually they'll be up the night of the show. I wanted to take a little bit longer with this one just because I was there uh, covering it for the site, wanted to get a feel for how our process was going to work, and quite frankly, I didn't get home till about uh, 11.30, so... It's a little late to record a podcast, especially when you got to be up early and, and get at it the next day. So, But we're here today. We're going to discuss some of the things we saw, the good, the bad. Uh, Michigan takes down Appalachian State. For the love of God, stop scheduling them in any sport. Uh, they take them down by a score of 79-71. to 71. In a game where at one point Michigan had, I believe, a 60-30 to 30 lead. I mean, I know they were up 30 points um, at one point. They were up, I know at the very least, they were up 70-46. to 46. Uh, This was a Michigan team that came out in the first half, and you know there were still those, those bumps and those bruises and those growing pains that we expect to see. But at the same time, the uh, second half comes out, and, and when Appalachian State adjusted, 
Michigan had no answers at all, and that's that's a Jawan Howard thing. That's a a senior or an upperclassman leadership thing. It's a youth thing. It was kind of a combination of things all at once. And again, I know there are a lot of wide sweeping takeaways for how this game went, but in this era or in this new with this coaching change and with the players that they have on the roster uh, being so young in a lot of spots and inexperienced. It's one of those things where when something like this happens, especially when it happens in the first game of the year, the only thing that matters now is what happens next because something like this will happen to them again. And, you know, they were all out of sorts. They were, it seemed like they were kind of pressing. They were in their own heads in the second half. Um, you know, the the true test will be, and in, in college basketball, that's why college basketball as a sport is so beautiful, because in the vacuum of one game, things like this can happen. It's when certain things become a trend that you get concerned about. Now, Michigan had a lengthy scoring drought that, you know, Appalachian State went on a 27-3 to run in this game. That's unacceptable, and that's, you know, calling it for what it is, that's, that's putrid no matter who you're playing. And Michigan's got to find a way to get that figured out. Um, but again, in the vacuum of one game, I think it being Jawan Howard's first game, I don't think we can really sit here and say, oh, well, he's clearly in over his head or he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, let's. Basketball's a game of trends, especially over um, when you're looking at sort of more, some more of the macro type things. We'll see how these things develop. But before we get into some more of, well, I'll go through the box score here first. So uh, your leading score on the night was, uh, wow, color, color a lot of people surprised here. Eli Brooks had a career-high 24 points. This was after his career-high coming into that was 9 points. So that was great to see. 7 for 15 from the floor, 5 for 11 from beyond the arc, 5 of 6 from the free throw line. I'll talk about him in a little bit, but Isaiah Livers had 14 points. John Teske had 17 points, 13 rebounds. He had a double-double in the first half. I mean, he was flirting with one before the first uh, TV timeout. At one point, he had, I think, nine points and five rebounds in the first eight minutes of the game or whatever it was. Um, So those are your three leading scorers on the night. Other than that, the next highest guy, Colin Castleton, off the bench, eight points, three of five in 11 minutes played. Um, Xavier Simpson, two for eight from the floor, six points, six, uh, six turnovers, six assists. We'll talk about him. He was only plus one on the night, but before I get into some of the other takeaways, I do have audio here from Jawan Howard from last night's game. So let's listen in real quick on what his takeaways were. Actually, I didn't expect it to happen at all. Yeah, I, I expect for uh, our team to, uh, take care of the basketball uh, make sound, fundamental plays. Um, I also expect for our team to play solid defensively. Uh, first half, we got to a good start because we guarded the ball. Um, we made sure that our defense, we only gave them one shot at the rim, did a really good job of rebounding the basketball. But the second half, uh, when we had the scoring drought, uh, we made stop playing defense. And unfortunately, you can't do that uh, in this game because what will happen, and it did, uh, the other team is momentum shifts, and you start thinking about, well, you know what, I'm not scoring another end, or um, I turned the ball over. Um, you got to run back, sprint back, talk, uh, play solid defensively, continue to keep doing what got you to lead, 
and uh, don't stop. Right in the middle with Zach. Juwan, uh, you mentioned stop playing defense. I guess what, what do you attribute that to? Was that a mental they had the lead they were posting? Was that frustration? What do you characterize that? Well, we lost our mental stability. Um, I think uh, we start thinking about that the shot, the ball wasn't going in the basket. We start thinking about that uh, deflection that led to a steal on their part, uh, which they attacked the basket um, by making layups. Uh, they attacked the basket. When the shot goes up, they sent four people to the glass. They did a phenomenal job of uh, pounding the offensive glass. We didn't do a good job of blocking out. Um, but you know what? That's a part of the game, areas where you have to you know, look back and film and see what we can improve, which I trust we will. Uh, make sure it does not happen the next game. Just got to play the game from start to finish. Every possession counts. Every possession matters. Interesting to me that Howard said that the team lost its mental focus. And, uh, you know, it's pretty apparent when you go back and watch the game. The shots stop falling. The confidence starts falling. Then you – this is a new – I know it's not – it's a new defense too. So communication still leaves a lot to be desired. Um, a lot of points in the paint. Um, no, they only out rebounded Appalachian State by one, and that's when John Teske had a double double already. So, uh, thirty four to thirty three, slightly in favor of the Wolverines. Uh, in terms of how Michigan shot on the night, they were twenty nine for sixty one from the floor, nine of twenty five from three, twelve of nineteen from the free throw line. Again, I talked about uh, rebounds. They had thirty four rebounds, eleven offensive rebounds. Uh, turnovers, seventeen turnovers on the night. Gotta gotta tighten things up there. Uh, I'll talk about some of the things that went into that here shortly. Um, yeah, other than that, I, at one point Michigan led this game by thirty. Um, Appalachian State went on a scoring run of that spanned, I think, two and a half minutes, where they had eighteen points in a row. Or sorry, these, the box score, the way that these are typed out, is kind of weird. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into some takeaways here. I don't want to keep us too long here because again, it's one game. One game does not make a season. One game does not even make a, a an impression on much of anything. So, so the starting lineup in this game uh, was what we thought it would be uh, in that exhibition game. It was Xavier Simpson, Eli Brooks, Adrian Nunez, Isaiah Livers, John Teske. That's who they started with in. I believe the scrimmage against Detroit, the open practice when they had a scrimmage, and then obviously the exhibition last week. Uh, it was only an eight-man rotation. I know Cole Bajima had kind of um, has gotten some hype as some guy who's you know pushing to crack the lineup, but Howard went with an eight-man rotation um, with the five guys I mentioned: David Julius come off the bench, Colin Castleton, Brandon Johns come off the bench, um, and yeah, uh, something that really was kind of a big takeaway for me is Isaiah Livers played every single minute of the first half of this game. And I think that kind of speaks to, you know, one, this team misses Franz Wagner. Um, and it, I think it's truly going to be fun to see what he can do when he comes back. But they don't have a lot of depth on the wing at all. Um, you know, that's why we've seen some three-guard rotations here with DeJulius, Simpson, Brooks all on the floor on the same time. Um, that kind of helps offset that. Adrian Nunez, at the very least, looks like a, a confident guy who can give you some some good minutes. In a you know he started, but he only played 12 minutes on the night, so he might be that guy that's kind of like um, 
technically a starter, but still kind of a role player um, with him being like the most replaceable piece in that lineup. Um, but yeah, I, I think you start to see the reasons for Isaiah Livers' physical transformation when you see just how thin they are on the wing. Like he's got to be in shape. He's got to be athletic. He's got to be, um, he's got to kind of be a guy out there. And, and he was fine on the night overall. Um, for the most part, like I said, played every single minute of the first half, finished with 31 minutes on the night. He had 14 points. However, and this is a big, however, five turnovers and he, and the film review, listen, if this team is, is going to be, we know there's going to be youth and mistakes from the coaching staff. Um, Juwan Howard, more than anything, but from the roster, you know, those four sophomores, Nunez, DeJulius, Castleton, Johns. I've kind of been on the record saying they're going to go as far as those guys take them or as far as they develop. And you see, you see the youth in those guys still. They're still so raw. And even a guy like Eli Brooks to a certain extent um, starting to hit his stride, but you can still see the raw potential there. Um, he's a junior, though. But Franz, or I'm sorry, not Franz. I'm jumping off the page here. Isaiah Livers and Xavier Simpson. The film review is not going to be great to these guys. Um, namely, Xavier Simpson, who played one of the worst games I've ever seen him play at Michigan. Now, he did have a couple plays late that helped him ice it, but... You look at what he did, you know, six points. He was two for eight from the floor, eight rebounds, six assists, six turnovers. I mean, it's got to be better than that. He's He was whipping the ball all over the place. And the thing about the turnovers is that this team is going to play at a tempo and a pace that we have not seen them play maybe ever. Like, they're, they're trying to play fast. And it's like, it's sort of like football where I say, you know, if Michigan was going to push the ball down the field more, take more shots and play faster, naturally there's going to be an uptick in mistakes. But when you look at what Simpson and Livers did, um, those guys are kind of the guys that are going to set the tone. And something that I've seen now in both the the exhibition game and then in this first game of the year, when Simpson either A, isn't on the floor, or B, isn't playing well, this team looks all out of sorts, and he's got to be better than that. I mean, Livers and Simpson together, they were 8 for 19 from the floor, 2 for 7 from 3. They combined for 7 fouls, and 11 of the team's 17 turnovers. This team has a lot of question marks, but if they're going to be any good, those two guys have to be much better than that. Can't have you know 11 turnovers. God, of the 17. We talk about how there's going to be youthful mistakes, but your upperclassmen, your guys that have been here for three or four years, cannot make the mistakes like that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by I think the biggest concern in this game to me was when the Wolverines went on that scoring drought in the second half and then put together a few defensive lapses here and there. Nobody knew what the heck was going on. And I think that's where, you know, as a coach, I think maybe Jawan Howard let it stretch a little too long um, before taking a timeout. It's, and, and the thing about that is it's not only taking the timeout, but it's having the solution out of the timeout. Again, I'm not comparing Jawan Howard to John Beeline, but it always seemed like if, if John, Beeline, John Beeline knew when the right time to take a timeout was. And coming out of that timeout, he usually would have a play drawn up that kind of you know sparks life back into the team. Michigan kind of, uh, they just kind of survived this one. Uh, really, they made a few plays late, and, and credit to them. This lead got down to four points when they are up by 30 in the second half. That's not great. So Juwan is, is going to have to learn how to coach through adversity. His players are going to have to learn how to play through adversity. Again, I think we take for granted how much is lost from this team, how much experience. Xavier Simpson's been here, but if he doesn't play well, that's what happens. So Howard said after the game that the reason that things kind of got tight, and um, I believe this is in the clip that I played for you guys at the beginning of the show, when you lose your mental focus, that's when all hell breaks loose. And Appalachian State, I mean, credit to them, they came to play as well. They could have easily shut it down, but then they adjusted at the half. They came out, they started throwing throwing some different looks at the Wolverines, a 3-2 zone. I think Eli Brooks said at one point they had kind of thrown out a 2-2-1 two, two, zone. Um, and and being that Jawan Howard is coming from a background where he just coached in the NBA for six years, they hardly run zone at all. I mean, because that's, that's a league where it's just athletes on athletes and, and you have your guy and we take care of it. So he's been up front about he's going to need reps for himself to coach through that. Um, and they'll have to practice it too. I mean, they've only they've only been practicing since, what, early October? I mean, I don't they've done some stuff over the summer and in the preseason, but it's going to take time. So when I look at this game, I mean, it was an example of, in a lot of ways, the highs and lows that you're going to see with a team going through a coaching transition, a new voice, you have new responsibilities, you're, you're playing offense differently, you're playing defense differently. Some of your leaders, your top scorers from last year aren't there. Um, you know, Juwan Howard is still kind of developing that touch with timeouts and adjustments, things of that ilk. So they're just going to have to keep working through this. And and I cannot stress this enough. This is why people need to be patient with this transition and where things are going to go from here. So I'm I'm always a guy. I mean, you've heard me say this on the, on the football podcast. You've heard me say it with basketball. When adversity hits, I can only dwell on the bad things for so long. I'm interested in what's what comes next. The next time they're in this situation, the next time that, that Jawan Howard might be in a bit of a chess match, how's it going to go? 
Because I'll be honest, I mean, on Tuesday night, this team looked like it was drinking from a fire hose a little bit. There's a lot of change and a lot of a lot of different things going on there. Now, I want to... I didn't even talk about... You know, I, I sort of hit on it earlier. John Teske, it looks like there's going to be a fair amount of offense that runs through him. And, and they got him involved early. Like I said, I think he had the team's first nine points of the game. 15 points, 11 rebounds in the first half. He was he was a beast, and, and we know that Juwan Howard comes from the NBA, and, and has kind of a reputation for developing big men. So I mean, if you're a guy like Hunter Dickinson or, or a big man considering Michigan, you have to like what you saw out of how they used John Teske last night. Kind of, he's still kind of. I mean, he he can. He can do the damage inside, and they took advantage of that early when Appalachian State had no answer for him at all. But then he can—he has the ability to hit a shot from outside as well, fire that arrow, so to speak. So, him playing like that—that that just opens things opens things up for everyone else. So it, it's good to see. You know, again, we talk about pace and tempo with this team. They're still, I, I thought for the most part, the ball movement was was better than and, and just in terms of how they whipped it around a bit. But again, when you pass around, when you pass the ball around as much as they're going to, there are going to be more turnovers. You got to get back on defense and and do your job there. So again, I, I think that. Tuesday night's game was was kind of a sobering reminder that yeah this is a this is a reboot and, and a reboot that's going to take some time to figure out. I wouldn't be discouraged. I mean, I guess if you're someone who thought that Michigan might be a team that can push um, Michigan State for the Big Ten title, yeah, you might be backing yourself off the ledge a little bit. But anyone who kind of I think a lot of people are kind of expecting this. So right now, yeah, they're they are one of those, and I talked about tearing out the Big Ten. They're one of those bubble teams right now that we're just gonna have to see how it goes. I wouldn't be discouraged at all. I mean, concerned, fine, but again, you can only be concerned for so long until, um, you know, until. It happens again. See what happens next time. I think my only, if I'm nitpicking here, my only concern, ah, I'm not even going to go there. 79-71, Michigan's 1-0 in the Juwan Howard era. A lot of good. It feels like I harped on a lot of the concerns, but again, that Eli Brooks, I hardly even talked about Eli Brooks. I mean, that that guy is is shooting the way he is, and he looks confident, and he looks like he can be a guy that's sort of a leader on this team. It's kind of he just kind of it seems like he's got a presence about him right now. You you can see it in the media room. You can see it when he's talking. Um, this guy who's confident, and he may have nights where he doesn't shoot the ball very well, but he's not going to be afraid to do it. So until Franz gets back, there's going to be a lot asked of him. 
and Adrian Nunez. Nunez not playing as much, but um, you know, again, these are a pair of guys that Joan Howard trusts, and a couple guys that are being empowered to shoot the basketball. They're all being empowered to shoot the basketball. So they have a coach that trusts in them. They trust in their coach. There's no reason to believe through an exhibition game and the season opener that there's anything to be concerned about there. Again, uh, this team doesn't play a game for a week now, which I don't know. I mean, it's great that they have another week to teach and stuff, and I'm sure those guys would, would love to be back on the floor sooner and just get that the bad taste out of that mouth. But make no mistake about it. I mean, we talked to John Teske and Eli Brooks after the game. They're happy with the win. You know, basketball is a weird sport. So to just get a, any win in any game is is great. Weird things can happen inside the vacuum of a game, but it, again, you're looking for those trends. You're looking for those things, those quantifiable things over a stretch of time that you know you need to correct. And um, you know, they'll, they'll play a game next Tuesday at home against Creighton. I think they'll play a game Friday against, I want to say, Elon. Hold on, let me pull that up here. This is a great, uh, great podcasting here. Michigan basketball schedule. Let's go over that before. Yeah, they'll play uh, Creighton next Tuesday at 6.30. They'll play Elon on Friday uh, the 15th at 7 p.m. From there, they'll play Houston Baptist a week from that Friday. And then I think we're looking at... From there, they'll be going to the Bahamas. Uh, take on Iowa State on November 27th. And then from there, that is, uh, you know, Alabama or North Carolina, I think would be that next team that they would play. So, um, yeah, it, it's, you look at this schedule, that Creighton game, Creighton's much tougher uh, traditionally than Appalachian State is. So we'll see how Michigan fares there. And then after that, you've got a pair of tune-ups that should, that should allow you to go into, um, go to the Bahamas with some confidence, you would think. So, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. You can follow the website at Maze and Brew. I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me this week, but I promise you this will be it until the Monday show. So congratulations. You get your, your five-day buy from me as well. You can like uh, like us on Facebook, Instagram, follow us on Twitter. You, you know where to find us by now. Maze and Brew Podcast, wherever you get your shows. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. So again, thanks for listening. Michigan is winners in the first game of the Juwan Howard era by a score of 79-71. Shout out to the reviewer that said, uh, it sounds like the host is drunk all the time, but it's still a good job. I'm not drunk, uh, but I appreciate you saying that we do a good job here. It's always good to, again, leave us a nice review. And if it's a bad review, maybe talk to me first. don't, Don't need those bad reviews weighing us down bad mojo but all right that's enough of me talking uh thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon